Hello, and welcome to the Audit Training and Tips Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Hungerford. This podcast brought to you by Hungerford Vinton, LLC. As internal audit departments have gotten more into continuous monitoring, Benford's Law has been one of those tools that people throw around and don't quite understand what it does and when to use it. So today we're going to talk a little bit about Benford's Law. First, its roots. Frank Benford, the GE physicist, in the 1920s, he noticed that his logarithm book was worn out more where the pages started with a number one or a number two. So he took a data sample of about 20,000 records and he analyzed it. And he analyzed it for 10 years. In today's world with Excel, you could probably do this entire test in about two or three minutes. But it took him 10 years and he came up with a curve that basically showed the likelihood that a one would be the first digit on any number that you pulled from a particular data set. And we're talking about a normal data set, and I'll talk about that in a minute. And he did the same analysis for the number 2 and 3 and so on. And believe it or not, he came out with interesting results. 30% of the time, a number that you pull from a normal data set will start with the number 1. 17% of the time, it'll start with the number 2. Therefore, if you think about it, almost half the time you pull a number in a normal data set, it's going to start with a 1 or a 2. Okay, so the basic theory behind Benford's Law is you've got normal data that's growing from 0 and getting bigger. So when you get to a 1,000, it's going to start with the number 1, and it's going to for the next 1,000 digits before it becomes 2,000 and starts with 2. So the likelihood of it getting to 9,000 and starting with 9 is smaller, thus fitting into Benford's curve. What is a normal data set? Well, a normal data set has no min or max. It's also not assigned, like you'd see with lotto balls. So therefore, you can apply Benford's Law towards the lotto. It also has a normal data pattern, growing from zero and getting bigger. And then finally, you've got to have a data set that has more than a thousand records. So as an auditor, where do you apply Benford's Law? Well, accounts payable data makes the most sense because you've got a check register with invoice prices that you've paid and that has a normal data distribution. You could also test invoices that you've sent to customers because they would have the same normal distribution pattern. Now, you have to be careful when you're applying it to travel expense data because normally a receipt is required over a certain amount, say $25. So it's amazing how many $24.99 charges you'll see on travel expense reports. For fun, I thought I'd load Major League Baseball statistics into my Access database and run Benford's Law. The results were very interesting. One anomaly I found is most baseball players range from 40 to 60 at-bats during a regular season. Only 2% of the baseball players have more than 500 at-bats in a season. So I applied my at-bats curve alongside my Benford's Law curve and I did see a bump or an anomaly around the 4 or 5 position. So what does this tell me? Unfortunately, not too much. Benford's Law will identify anomalies, and you will chase some of those anomalies or red herrings at times to try to find fraud. Benford's Law by itself is not a good continuous monitoring tool. It must be used in conjunction with other audit tools and other continuous monitoring tests to determine if there really is a fraud. Now for the fun fact. While I was doing my Benford's Law analysis on Major League Baseball stats, I decided to use something called relative size factors. Relative size factors compares the maximum and minimum season that a person might have for home runs to their average. And I applied it to the 461 people that had more than 500 at-bats 
had at least one season with 25 home runs, and were in Major League Baseball for at least five years, and the results were amazing. Brady Anderson in 1996 had 50 home runs, which was almost three and a half times his normal, and where that fit into the distribution was very much on the high end. Later, Brady Anderson has admitted that he used steroids during that year. So I looked at Barry Bonds and his 73 home runs in 2001, which was only twice his normal average. Which, believe it or not, Babe Ruth, when he hit 60 home runs in 1927, that was just a little less than twice his normal average. So Barry, if you're out there listening, know that Benford's Law and Relative Size Factors actually make it appear that you didn't use steroids in 2001. And I guess we may never know. For a thorough understanding of Benford's Law and Relative Size Factors, I suggest you purchase Mark Negrini's book, Benford's Law. This is Tim Hungerford for the Audit Training and Tips Podcast, brought to you by HB Audit.